This is the Improve, Inspire, Impact podcast. We've got the happy, bouncy music back for this episode. I'm also not talking about COVID or my strange holiday, you'll be pleased to hear. I am calling this episode Appropriate Vibes Only. It's a conversation with Dave Cottrell, and I'll let him explain exactly what he does because he does it so much better than I can, and he does so much stuff that I can't really do it justice. You can also blame him for the fact that you're listening to this podcast now because he inspired me and encouraged me to continue doing them when I was having a bit of a wobble about it. So I started off with this podcast, I had a big page of notes in front of me. Uh, I abandoned those almost immediately that we started to talk. I did know that we were going to go off at various tangents. Um, I expected that with Dave anyway. He talks about his own personal experience of mental health. Um, We went on about the difference between the perception of physical strength and mental strength how he's building an online community um, and in that community talking about mental health is encouraged or we talked about so much more um, I could have gone on and on with it this episode is a first for me because I'd never used zoom for this purpose and also I've left the conversation unedited it really messes with my head um, because of I'm a bit of a perfectionist at heart so I'm feeling very brave and slightly uncomfortable in putting this out as it is, but I am working on that. Deep breath, here we go. Dave, you fulfill all the improve, inspire, impact criteria. And so you're an obvious choice for me to have onto this podcast. I'm really, really pleased to have you here. I'm a little bit on the nervous side because I'm totally in awe of you and your podcast, which is actually, (laughs) it's got real listeners. Um, and more than one, which is great. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, um, the really good side of it is I know that you can talk, um, which is going to make it massively easy for me. So um, I'll just pop back in 45 minutes when you've finished telling us all about yourself. And, uh, do my, do my and intro do. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should explain really that I first came across you on, I think it was Ben Coomer's podcast a couple of years ago. So I am quite aware of of what you've done your backstory Um, and I think that's really important to explain why you do what you do today so if you're comfortable with it could you outline where you've come from what you've done yeah sure I'll try not to do the 45 minute version though (laughs) um my name is Dave (laughs) um I love purple we're both sat here in purple which is awesome um which I guess the people on the podcast won't get the joys of no um, it's a shame. Um, it's my favourite yeah. colour, though. I love it's my, purple. It's my favourite colour as well. I liked um, it first. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm older than you. <laughs> Only just. So, um, okay, who am I? Um, I'm a mindset slash mental health coach, which most people go, what on earth is one of those? The, the And then I say, it's a personal training for the mind. And then they go, what the hell does that mean? Um, And essentially what it means is, whereas if you think of a personal trainer for physical health versus a doctor for physical health, a mindset coach is kind of like the personal trainer for mental health. I am not a psychiatrist or a psychotherapist. Um, I am much kind of lower down the food chain than that. My job isn't to sit there and overly analyze and help you to realize everything in where all the pieces came together in your life and, or where they all fell apart in your life. My job is to help a person just look at things differently. Think about things from a different perspective. I'm basically a mate that you pay. <laughs> Some people have said that. Um, but which is weirdly enough why most of my mates now don't come to me with their problems. They're it's like, a, I kind of, kind of feel like I'm stealing from you. It's like a critical friend. Type yeah, exactly. Thing I'm, a, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm able to have an outside perspective. And um, in fact, this literally only happened yesterday. Where as a person, I hate marketing. This is a sort of side note. I absolutely can't stand marketing. And one person who realized I hated marketing sent me this tweet where someone had said, it's just... Um, it's just telling people that already agree with you about you. They just don't know about you yet. And I'm like, that's actually not what I'm trying to do with my marketing though. And that's what I'm trying to do in the world isn't by finding the people that already agree with me. I work in the mental health space. I believe the mental health space is trying its hardest, but fundamentally not there yet, um, which is essentially what we all are <laughs> trying our hardest, but not there yet, even though, you know, I also believe we are there, which is a full on side note. Um, but basically what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, I see the way that mental health is talked about. I see the way that mindset is talked about. And it's talked about from two very distinct camps. It's talked about it from the we are already there camp, which is the you are enough camp, which I'm much more in that camp than the, than the other side. But then it's also talked about it from the, the pull yourself up by your bootstraps, get, get yourself together, maybe even man up camp, you know, which is, um, it's the, it's the ends of the spectrum of acceptance and challenge. And, um, People campaign a hell of a lot because there's been so much challenge to mental health over the years. People that now are pushing that to one side and now are actually going more towards the acceptance side of things, um, which is exactly like I needed to go to the acceptance side of things for quite some time because of my backstory, which I'm sort of getting to in a roundabout way. Um, my backstory was that I grew up with type 2 bipolar disorder. I grew up with an eating disorder. I grew up with it chronically low self-esteem and by grew up with chronically low self-esteem i mean until the age of 35 you know it's like i only sort of finally figured out that self-esteem was at the root of all of this three years ago wow and um and i grew up with all of that i also went through a full-on nervous breakdown with an attempted suicide 11 years ago and the story that i tell when i talk about that comes into like this whole I went from kind of being suicidal, thinking that my kids deserved someone different. And rather than becoming that someone different myself, I my belief was I'll get out of the way and make space for that someone different. And they have, they've actually got a really awesome stepdad, but they've also got a really awesome stepmom as well. So we've got, they've got four parents now. Um, but, and then I actually came to a position of wanting to kind of be that man. After the attempted suicide, I came to a position of wanting to become that man and be that man that they deserved, which is what I've spent the last 11 years doing. But when most people hear that story, what they hear is they hear, they hear like what, like, you know, one day where I didn't want to be here and the next day where I, I wanted to do everything in the world it took to be here um, and to be that person. What they don't realize is the fact that I was still very much in the survival mode of mental health at that point. Um, I had to big myself up in order to make more than just a tin of beans for dinner. You know, I had to mm -hmm. big myself up to make sure there were clean clothes. Um, I had to seriously kind of, work my way up to getting my own personal hygiene up back up to kind of having showers on a regular basis right. before I could even go back to the gym. And I needed the whole, it's okay not to be okay thing. I needed that place, but I needed it. I needed it for less time than I stayed there, which in turn is how long I stayed there is still less time than a lot of the people that I work with stay there. So for the past four years, while I've been working, doing the mindset work, coming from a background of personal training, um, 
I've worked with a lot of people and actually I, I sort of put this up today um, on my Instagram, like basically that Goldilocks sort of was onto something. You don't want to, you don't want the bed to be too hard, but you don't want the bed to be too soft. Well, that's the same with life. I wanted life to be too soft at that exact point in my life. I wanted it to be as soft as it could possibly be. I couldn't handle the way it was, um, which is obviously what led to the, led to the attempted suicide. But then when you realize that, okay, I'm now living this, it's like, okay, well, what do I actually want this life to be? And I've, I can genuinely look back and say, I wanted, I wanted someone to sweep in and save me. I wanted someone else to do all the work. I wanted somebody, I wanted the world to change for me. And that, so I empathize when that is the position that a lot of people within who are struggling the most within mental health are they, that's where they are right now. They want the world to change for them. And the other side of the uh, the other side of the equation is that the pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of people, and they want the person to change for the world. Um, positive thinking. Positive thinking, yeah. Well, just 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 get on with it, basically. Yeah. And um, where I what I suppose my my role in this world, if I had to boil it down to kind of one thing now, my role in the world is to like let's just let's call those this let's go back to purple. Let's call those sides red and blue. Um, and because, you know, we'll go with, um, well, English red and blue is the exact opposite to American red and blue, isn't it? Mm. Our, our red is our uh, liberal and our blue is our conservative, where it's the other way around over there. Yeah. But like, so let's just say the red is your fiery, pull yourself up by your bootstraps type and your blue is your, um, your blue is your, it's okay not to be okay. This is happening to us. There's nothing that we can do about it with mental health. And I'm trying to tell people that the world is a lot more purple. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> that's, that's exactly where that's the um, that's exactly where I'm coming from. Is I'm trying to say, you know what? For some people, it's ninety percent change and ten percent compassion. For other people, it's ninety percent compassion and ten percent change. And for many other people, it's a whatever a hell is in the middle of all of that. Mm. Um, and I think that by trying to serve one or the other of those sides, we're just ending up with a huge them and us in the mental health industry, yeah. not just the mental health industry, in the way that mental health is perceived in the UK um, and the world. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and I don't want that. That's why I'm not here to I'm not here to shout from the rooftops to everyone that already agrees with me. If anything, I'm here to be an influencer in the truest sense of the word, in the fact that I want to influence thought. I want to influence thought towards the fact that mental health can be impacted. Yes, it's bloody difficult. Yes, I'm asking someone who's already into their tether to do five percent, ten percent, or fifty, hundred percent more. Mm. Um or I'm telling the person that's already doing absolutely everything and is still miserable that maybe that person needs to back off and actually do less. You know, we all need to be a little bit more Goldilocks in all of this. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I mean, you put that post up, yeah, as you said on Instagram today, the Goldilocks, the middle ground thing, it's it's very underestimated area yeah. to be in. It's, it's actually, it's like, it's like you've got your positivity, you've got your negativity, you've got your realism. Yeah. in the middle and it's kind of a juggling act it's, you know you can't life isn't all um positive it's not all negative yeah. most of it should be hopefully within that middle ground but people will tell you no it's all great it's all positive you know just think about being positive it'll be fine 
what we, I mean, I'd go even further and say the middle's not just underestimated. The middle is actively worked against. Mm-hmm. You know, where I think was it? I think it might have been you actually that put a few different words up when I said what other ways. And this is when I did the purple post about a week mm-hmm. and a half ago, wasn't it? And we talked about words to describe the middle and where how you'd normally hear it, like someone who's sitting on the fence, someone who's lukewarm, someone who's in limbo. You know, it's like a, you know, it's all these things. Like when you said when it's like it's even referred to as the gray area. And um, you said before um, that you you first came to know of me through Ben's podcast and Ben's got a little bit obsessed with this idea of the middle off the back of chats with me and he sent me a post the other day and he started talking about the gray area in it and I'm like I'm like talk about it as a rainbow instead of a gray area because gray area just constantly brings up yeah. this um it comes it brings up bleak and boring it brings up English weather and it brings you know? up yeah black clouds the black dog you know it is all a bit you know that that sort of that the, the theory of you know the yeah. way people visualize yeah, so which, which is why the other week when I'm like, okay, let's stop, let's let's forget about doing it, calling it black and white. Let's call it red and blue, and then let's call the middle purple. And that suits me perfectly because I'm obsessed with purple. <laughs> never, you'd never guess. No, <laughs> it's a great color, though. It is. So I would say, you know, going back to the marketing aspect, I would say you actually market yourself exceptionally well because you put so much stuff out on on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And all of the content you put out is absolutely fantastic. There are bits, you know, I'd say probably 80% of the time, I totally agree with what you're saying. 20% of the time, you challenge me. Okay. And that's where I want to be then. <laughs> that's right. That's all good. Um, but, you know, you do this. I mean, I don't know how long you spend just creating this content in, in a week. Um, it's It varies, you know, like sometimes, like that post, the one on Instagram this morning, did I do that when I got home? Sometimes I do them in between sets in the gym. Like, <laughs> so like I'll write like a third of an Instagram post and I've had it with it where that, that is that third of an Instagram post when I close me Instagram window and get into me next set and it disappears. So I have a tendency to like write it and then copy the third to a notepad. Um, I spend, a, I spend a lot of time making content when I'm not planning. So when I'm planned, I'm very quick. Um, the only thing is that, I mean, I think, did I mention in my intro that I have bipolar disorder? Yes. <laughs> I think, it's, okay. <laughs> I don't remember if I did or not. Um, like, so with, with, with regards to bipolar disorder, I either think I'm like the apps, I'm, you know, I'm, I actually, you know, would outright believe that all the stuff I'm putting out there is a huge value and think that I'm the right person for the job for doing exactly what I said, which is moving more people towards this kind of middle ground. Um, but then when my bipolar goes low, I think that I've got absolutely no value and everything that I've created is worth absolutely nothing. And the thing is that it's like, so a creative cycle can can go with that. And like, sometimes obviously if I'm feeling low, I'll have, I've got a list of ideas. In fact, it's literally just to the left of your head on my screen right now, because <laughs> I have my Trello board open just before I started this love call. Love Trello. I love Trello. It's, um, it's, I don't, I, you, I, you wouldn't think I love it considering I, I neglect it for weeks at a time sometimes, but when I'm actually, when, when me and Trello are, are, are actually in unison, we're, we are great together, but then yeah. I forget that. I forget how much I love it. Um, but yeah, so sometimes I'll look at that board and I'll just be like, no, it's all trash like all of it. I'll be, why did I even put any of these answers, these things, ideas on there? And then other times I'll look at it and go, oh my God, there's like six different things I could do on there. So um, sometimes the, the, the content I do is thought out in advance. Um, I wish I could be better at that. That's one of the things I'd love to be better of. Like, for example, I'd like to do one of like when in my podcasts about one thing, 
Um, I'd like to do a YouTube video that kind of says, right, if you're happy with eight eight minutes of this, go and listen to 45 minutes on the podcast. And I'd like to maybe have a week where there's an Instagram post that pushes you towards the YouTube video if you want longer. Mm-hmm. You've got then you've got the YouTube video that pushes you towards the podcast if you want longer. Again, it's like when you said about um, the one about uh, what was the one I did yesterday? Oh, the was it the oh toxic positivity? That was fantastic. So, we, so we've done that on the podcast already. Um, I've done it on Instagram now, which is about an eight minute version. Mm-hmm. The one I'll do for YouTube will be about twelve minutes because it's I wanna, just. It's, I want to share the hell out of that because I, 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 I loved it when I watched it yesterday morning. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, he's talking about what I absolutely think, and that's the that's the thing with you and your content. Sometimes I think you you're inside my head, and thinking these things because. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's something. You know, I'm lying in bed sometimes, and like, and I'll come. The thought of something that I, something I've been worried about, will come into my head, and it's like I need to get that down on paper because it is. It sums up. It's a short, succinct way of summing up exactly how I'm feeling at that time. And I yeah. think you know that creativity element of it. You can't expect to think right. Today is Monday. I'm going to write three. Um, you know things that are, are going to be inspirational for everybody. You can't, I don't think you can do that. And I think, I think you need to have that sort of evolution where you, you think of something you do, you know, who cares if you, you know, when, when this content's out there electronically and can be accessed by people at any time, mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily matters if you've not matched one thing to another. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just one of those things when you say, you know, you think I'm actually quite good at marketing. I think if I was good at marketing on top of what I already do, I think that I'd have a much, much bigger audience than I currently do. Um, because I see people quite often who are way better at marketing, but not as good with the content. And, you know, they, you know, they, they grow very, very quickly. And I know that's, we've talked, we've talked even just the two of us have talked a million times about comparison and things like that. Um, but it's when I do look at when I do look at things like that. Um, like there's a there's a there's a creator I follow um, who I got a lot of my streaming advice from called Ashney Christ, and um, she put a video up the other day saying you know you're not a bad you're not a bad content creator you're a bad marketer and I'm like stop seeing inside <laughs> my heart, um, and it's just it is true because I can't I can't stand traditional marketing which is why the originally my marketing has always been put up something that just offers value and doesn't ask for anything in return. So if you look at like the you are enough video or the you are, oh. you, or the you are not weak video um, or even the a life a day program, those three things were intended to be my marketing without marketing. So mm. they were all, they were all intended. Like, I mean, you're sorry, not did the, the videos were like the, if you look at all of the ones that I've kind of had done by the videographers, not the ones I'm doing in this room now, but the ones before that, that I had a, vi- a videographer come in for. The idea of those videos was they were going to ask, they were going to offer you as much as they humanly possibly could. And there was going to be absolutely zero call to action in there. Like mm. nothing. It wasn't going to be like, if you like this, come and join my mailing list. It wasn't going to be anything like that. And the same is true with A Life A Day, only A Life A Day was never set up as a marketing thing, but I was like, I was adamant that it was never going to be set up. It was never going to be a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point of which it was like, right, I'm not going to sell to anybody that does one of these calls. I'm not going to. Can you explain what a life a day is? Because people might not have heard of this. Yeah. I, I'm aware of it because actually I think that's you were talking about it on the Ben Kima podcast years ago. Yeah, well, actually, there's there's a prime example of marketing, right? So when, when I was on that Ben Kima podcast, which was year one of a life a day, what a life a day is, is I've for the last three years, I've been given an hour of my day every day on average. So it's not been every single day, but some days I've done multiple hours. Um, I've been given an hour of my day every single day on average to one unique person. 
one unique person per year. So there's been there's been one, I think there's one or two people that have done one all three years and have already got me queued up for January. Um, you did it again they, next year. Um, yeah, I'm not stopping it. Oh, the, wow. well, however, I've got the, the, there's a you know, there is one big caveat next year, which is I'm actually not going to push it, like okay. because I've one of the things I got really I got like this, which does feed into the Ben thing, was I got really fed up of, of having to push it. Um, it's it's free, and you know, I, the first year I got loads of objections. The first objection was, "Oh, you're just doing it to kind of get people on the hook," kind of. Uh, and the other one was, are you just doing it to make testimonials? And I was like, right, well, first of all, I put three rules in it by about six months in, which was number one, I will not sell to a person. If a person even asks me on that call, what do I do if I want to do another one? If I want to do another call with you, I say, you message me after this call and we mm -hmm. talk about it through Messenger. I'm not even going to use this call to do it. And they'll be like, oh, but I'm giving you permission to. I'm like, I don't care. It's like, I've got to stick by this rule. I said, and the one, the, a joke I always make at the beginning, I said, you can either punch me in the face or slag me off on social media. And I said, and if you look around, I've not been slagged off on social media yet. So um, so it's not happened. And it's it's over a thousand people now. So I think, I think if it was gonna happen, it would have happened. And the second rule was that I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't pass on anyone's information. It was completely confidential. Mm -hmm. So I I've never outright asked, apart from obviously you, you all, you, I asked a bunch of people to, when I did the second year to, to just literally write, say oh, to yeah. camera, I took part in a life a day, which you're on. So I'm I can, on that. Yeah. you are. Um, and that other than that, I've not asked for anything. Like I didn't say can't like, um, there was a woman the other, the other week and, um, in I think January or February last year, we did a, we did a life a day call and I helped her with PTSD over a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And um, she'd been living with it for about 15 years, the PTSD. And I hate to say the word fixed because I don't believe in fixes, but um, she doesn't have the PTSD anymore. Like she was literally walking around feeling like there was a missing piece of her for 15 years. We did one call. Um, and she refers to it as having a sparkle inside of her now. And she just randomly out the blue said, by the way, if you want to tell my story, you can tell my story. But I was like, for years, it's weird enough, weirdly enough, hers was one of the ones I was really hoping that would say that to me because I wouldn't ever go and ask the no. person. Um, but the whole thing was, that was the third thing is like, it was never used as marketing. It wasn't just an idea of here's a teaser. I would try and use the best possible tool I could for that person. So yeah. I wouldn't, if like when I was speaking to this woman, I wouldn't be like, okay, actually I can, I can sort this for you, but it's a pretty extreme case. So we're looking at like 12 months, 12 weeks worth of sessions, which is weirdly enough when I, cause I've got, I've got weird things about marketing and I've got a weird thing about money. So I've looked at other coaches to get those things sorted. And all I really need, if I was going to see a coach, if I, if I was going to see me, I actually know weirdly enough how to sort out other people's things with marketing and sort out other people's things with money i've done it plenty of times but I, I just needed i just need another coach to do it to me and um i've not found a single coach that is a less than 100 quid an hour and b would do it in less than six sessions mm. and it's like so minimum minimum thing like 600 quid but they, and then they go well you know if it's 600 quid but if i fix your problem with money you'll make that back in no time and all the rest of it i'm like yeah but if someone came to me i'd do that in a life a day for free <laughs> it's like you've, you've just got you've got massive amount of integrity um and honesty and i i, I, I that can't be underestimated because i think um you say oh i haven't got as many followers or, or whatever as anybody else but you look at those other people are they actually who they say they are who you know knows? on social media yeah, yeah. i look at you know i i you know i've chatted with you a couple of times but even through the post before i'd ever spoken to you i thought this person 
has been there, has has lived, has got these ideas through through personal experience. And I think that's absolutely priceless. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you, you could, you could sort of do as, as much marketing as you wanted to, you know, really flashy pay for all these bits to pop up on, I don't know, Facebook or Instagram, it's weird stuff. But I think, I think word of mouth, and I think the amount of stuff that you do for nothing is <laughs> phenomenal. And, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for doing that. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. <laughs> I've only done a tiny bit of it for you, so it's like... <laughs> no, but all, all these things, we've got all these things, these platforms. I mean, you're on... I mean, the, the thing that I find is quite funny, I mean, Instagram, Facebook, fine. But Twitch and Discord, I... I sort of, <laughs> I, I, my... Because uh, you have a stream, don't you, on Saturday evenings and yep. Tuesdays. Yes. Where... Um, I, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll see what this is. And, you know, I've never actually heard of Twitch, but I thought, you know what? You're asking in a podcast for people to to support you with it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. So I went on there. I thought, what, what the hell am I doing here? I've got no idea what was going on. Was, <laughs> the screen had some people walking around on it. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just not in the right place here. Um, but then it's kind of evolved. There's, there's, there's a lot less game playing from your perspective now and a lot more talking. Yeah. Which I hope is so to have valuable. zero game. I, I hope to get it to the point with zero gameplay. <laughs> but did you choose, for example, with Twitch? Did you choose that platform because you're trying to reach out to uh, potentially a different sort of audience than or, or client almost? Not not client. I don't think I'll, I want to. Don't want to use the word client with you. Yeah. Um, then you know, because I know you're very interested in sort of the health, mental health through school. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure that the the young people at school. Oh. Yeah, I mean, basically, it all came off the back. Um, there's a person who will pop up in the chat from time to time. His name and chat is Terran Peep. Um, he's one of my longest standing friends in real life. And do you know the funny thing is, I actually didn't realize that was his screen name until he'd been in about four different st streams because he changed his screen name. I'm not oh. sure if he did that to just to confuse me. But um, he he built, he's like basically been a very long standing friend. He built my computer, moved me back from Macs onto PCs and all the rest of it. And he would, I, whenever I'd go and see him, he'd have Twitch on. Um, and originally I was watching this thing called Games Done Quick, which was just a huge charity stream. And um, basically they were just finishing games as fast as humanly possible. And it was like a lot, like it'd be have games on that I was, when I was playing when I was a kid and I'd see them done in like 45 minutes when it had taken me like six hours or whatever. And I got a little bit fascinated by it. And, um, but then I stopped watching it after that event had happened. But every single time I went to his, he did it. He was on and he's like, he's like, look, he showed me a load of videos of people who were talking about struggles within the gaming community. And the thing is for me that gaming was something that it was one, it was one of my healthier escape methods, mm -hmm. shall we say when I was younger, it still wasn't fully healthy for me because the amount of time I would have spent gaming was ridiculous. However, for gaming, if I was to spend a couple of hours a night or, you know, a little bit of time over the course of a week, it's great escapism with no repercussions on like the food and the alcohol and drugs kind of had. Um, and the, the repercussions on gaming really only come in when you spend so much time on there that you do nothing else with your life. And um, I'd, there's a great quote, and I think it was like, um, I think it was like Isaac Newton or someone who said it, which is, um, we don't grow old because we stop playing. We stop playing because we grow. No, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And um, it was only about December-ish, like back when, you know, pre-COVID and the world was a completely different place, mm. um, that I was like, you know what? 
I don't play computer games because I'd, I'd stopped playing them when I started my own business because I didn't want them to take the time away from, from all the work I wanted to do. And as you well know, when someone stops doing all the things they enjoy because they think the work becomes the most important thing in the world, you burn out pretty damn quickly mm -hmm. doing that. So I decided to put gaming in. It was, Twitch was originally supposed to be for me. Um, it was supposed to be three hours on a Sunday night, 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. Um, and what I was going to do is I was going to game. And if anyone came in for a mental, like to chat mental health, I'd do that. And the idea, funnily enough, was always I would get those people on Twitch and I would then tell them about my Instagram. And that's where the true interaction would be. I'd, mm -hmm. You know, I'd interact through Instagram or whatever it might be. And then COVID happened. Um, I ordered all the, not all the gear that I've got now, like the purple lights and all the rest of it. I ordered the webcam that you're looking at me through at the minute um, in January, just before I went away in February. And I went away in February and I came back to the plague. <laughs> yeah. But the webcam was already here, uh, which is great because it's it, I didn't actually have a camera for this computer at all. So Zoom meetings would have been very interesting and stuff. So I would have mm. had to order one. And they went up to like 300 quid. Oh, even yeah. It's like a 70 pound webcam or whatever. That's so I got, I got really lucky on that. Um, and then I started streaming and I was like, and then on the very first stream, a couple of people came in that had followed me from... Um, Instagram and stuff and they just started giving me advice and they're like oh yeah you need to have a schedule people need to know when they can find you I'm like what well, can they just just like schedule I've never done this on any social media before and um, it was the mental health family hour which actually really tr triggered it off because what happened with that was before you said you mentioned before that I go into schools well I did go into schools um, hopefully we'll do again in the not too distant yeah. future but when the, the schools were like we still need this um is there any way that you can do it and sam tyra my co-host was like it's funny because he's like 10 years younger than me and doesn't have a clue about technology <laughs> um, and he's just like i don't know i'll ask dave and he was like he was like basically I, and i said well i'm trying to grow this this community on twitch at the minute um we can do it easily through that because he said well can we do it through zoom i'm like well, yeah but you'd have to have individual connections so each school would have to do that and the original plan was it was on a tuesday that we were basically dialing for an hour um, and it was streamed those first few weeks were streamed into assemblies like of the schools where key where key workers pupils were still in at the beginning of the year and um, we did that for 14 weeks and then i was like you know what i've because of the work it took to set it up and then make sure the thing was ready for YouTube and then make sure we sent out all the notifications and all that. It was ended up being like, we called it the mental health family hour ish because the hour itself was always an hour and 20. <laughs> it always is when it's me talking, but, um, but then off the back of that, we, um, I was, I ended up spending most of that Tuesday kind of like sending links out, communicate, communicating with Sam, communicating with, um, the NHS and things mm -hmm. who were, who were really supportive of it um also trying to get the government to be supportive of it but that's only happened posthumously of the show i guess um but but basically and i was like you know what i've not been working tuesdays for the past because of that i've not been working tuesdays until the evening for the past 14 weeks mm -hmm. and i was like that that was unheard of pre-covid for me there was no such thing as ever a day that i could pick and say i can have that as a day off every single mm -hmm. week um because i was here there and everywhere um and I was like, you know what? I'm going to actually keep it and I'm going to stream and I'm going to just refer to it as a mental health drop-in chat. And I set myself, you know, like you set yourself goals. People say a number of followers or whatever. Yes, we have those. But my goal was I'll know I've made it when I can do a stream and I don't have to game. Mm 
because I've done I've done face to face versions of what I'm doing on Twitch before, which are actually significantly easier because you can see people. Mm. And when the conversation gets too heavy, no one just jumps up and goes, right, that's it. We're all leaving, um, which does happen online. But um, but basically with the face to face ones, I would turn up and I'd sit there for like the week. And if no one turned up to show, to talk, I'd, you know, I'd still be there for the time. Mm. Um, whereas with Twitch, it's like, right, well, if that happens, then I'm going to play the game. Enjoy yourself. If, yeah, exactly. So I'm going to play the game and it's, I'm still trying to find the balance of that now is the, because the idea of it being is, as you'll have noticed from being in several streams that as soon as the conversation gets going, I'm quite happy to pause the game, come back to full screen and talk away. But sometimes it's like, if the conversation dips to the point of which I need to pop into the game then sometimes the conversation doesn't pick back up again because I'm gaming, people aren't asking yeah. questions. So it's um, it's fine in that. But then the majority of streamers that have done this before me, um, they they don't they wouldn't have gone as hard on the just chatting side of things mm. as early on as I've done. So um, it's been a so so as a weird way, people were used to them doing the whole we game and then we chat and and the chat's the secondary thing. Whereas with mine, it's like okay, well when it, when as soon as I'm gaming, it's like now what do we do? So I'm still finding my feet with it. That's um, great. I, I love yeah. it. I mean, I say it's certainly not the sort of thing that I would ever have imagined uh, the sort of place i'd Im ever imagined of going i still don't feel quite right there but uh, <laughs> it's really nice to see you know other people that come on and quite often if you go off and get your lunch or whatever we'll just chat amongst ourselves that's what i love that i mean that's absolutely what that's i've been trying to create that i've been trying to create that in one form or another since since forever i remember i was in a band when i was 21 22 i think it was 22 um and that the thing was, I was, um, that was back when, so this is 16 years ago. So it was messenger boards online and, um, mm -hmm. and the, the band were, there was five of us in the band and I looked after the messenger board and I made all like, the little banners for each individual member of the band. So they had like mm -hmm. a little signature banner and all the rest of it and like cool graphics, which were terrible because <laughs> the Photoshop back then was limited and, and my skills in it were worse. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, and the whole band were like, why are you doing that? Why are you kind of sat chatting? Like, cause I'd sit chatting to the to the fans of the band like for a big chunk of my evening most days and they'd be like and then the, the lead singer was like a little bit too cool for that or whatever and the DJ was even more too cool for that and they were just always like why are you doing that and I was like one word community I've always believed in community like it's it's a word that was it was always on my heart from before I can even before I can even remember like I've always thought that the best way to the best way to do anything is to create a community and the idea of a community i the you, you have done those is it myers briggs or whatever the, the yes yeah so i'm i'm not technically a leader i'm a campaigner right. so um and i think that's i think that's actually perfect for me i'm the one who kind of gets out there with the megaphone and sings the song and tells people that the um you know it tells people the idea and all the rest of it but when it comes to like leading fully leading a community i would say my skills are a little bit lacking there so in the past what i've always wanted to do is i try and help i want the community to grow to the path that point at which it has several focal points within it mm -hmm. so the idea of um, a community that exists when i'm not there um, and yeah. because i tried to do the same thing with my um i tried to do the same thing with my clients um as a personal trainer and we had an online client community i gave that was the first time that was the first place where the free stuff came in i used to do a free session i used to do all my clients were one-to-one -one. i didn't do any classes except for one which was free mm -hmm. and it was a sunday morning 
And for three years of my life, I gave up 8 a.m. on my Sunday morning, which my wife, well, she, had no. a love -hate, she had a love-hate relationship with, shall we say. She, <laughs> she, she loves the fact that I don't get up on an early on a Sunday morning anymore. Um, but so so that was going on for like three years. And I was, and it was always one of those, like, there was even a point that I'd go on holiday and I'd be like, right, I want one of the kind of more vocal members of the community to run the class for mm -hmm. me. And I'd clear it with the owner of the gym and everything like that. And I'd try and make it. We've even still, we've stopped, we got, we had even a, a phrase, which was because they were called co-fitties because it was called co-fit personal training. Yeah. And um, I even said the whole once a co-fitty, always a co-fitty. And I really tried to push that even after I stopped being a personal trainer. But, he, and you know, I still speak to some of them. And um, some of them are still in, some of them are still in the Twitch chat. The one that says Sleepy Alan, whose real name's actually Lisa. Um, <laughs> Alan, Alan is, um, Alan's her son. So she's using it like, it's... she, She's it's quite an anonymous sons. thing though, isn't it, on there? Everybody's got <laughs> completely random names, me for one, but um, that's another long which story. Is why, which is why I always ask, like, am I allowed to use your real name or not? Yeah. Because like, because I, I, I did that to, to Terran Peep, I bloody revealed his real name without asking him. <laughs> I'm like, he was fine with it. I just, he just didn't say anything in the chat whether he was fine with it. So until the next time I actually spoke with him, I just assumed yeah. that he, that was it. But I, um, think, I think everybody knows with me, those who know, know, um, and those who know, don't know, don't know yeah <laughs> so yeah anyway yes i'm one person in one place and one person somewhere else but you know that's just the way i roll yeah well it's, it's funny you say about the one person in one place because you know that like i think it was last year or the year before when it said it like the who uh, the, the four pictures and it was like who i am on linkedin who i am on facebook who i am oh, yeah, I've seen that, and, yeah. and i would have always said funnily enough until then that i'm um i'm a i'm the exact same person on every social media but you're, you've, you've, you follow me on enough of them to know the differences. Mm. You probably know the differences better than I do. Mm. I would say Twitch brings out something different that the rest don't. Discord, um, Discord definitely does, I think. Discord does. What do I do on Discord that's different? I don't know. I just, I think probably on Discord, I, I, you are incredibly honest, which I'm incredibly okay. grateful for because- Am I not, am I not you, incredibly honest everywhere? <laughs> yeah, no, you are. But on there, um, I think it's, it's more, a lot more raw and um i appreciate that because you often get with people um we'll only talk about the good days we won't talk about the bad days yeah and and i think it that sounds awful i really enjoy not enjoy that's the wrong word i really appreciate the fact that i know that you have bad days mm. because it makes me feel less bad not <laughs> i know i know i know, you know i know what, what you mean yeah i absolutely know what you mean um and that was i think why i actually started sharing my bad days not i think it was nearly two novembers ago now i think it was in november um and yeah i am um, but the thing is i don't share yeah i think i suppose you're right i do share them more frequently on discord um and like i suppose today was a prime example of that you know i kind of said um i don't even know what i was actually fine by about i had a really strong coffee at like 10 to 11 though <laughs> i had a i had a client at 11 and so this is the big thing for me why i actually i like responsibilities i like discipline and stuff even though i'm not the most disciplined person in the world i like appointments and things that i've got to turn up for i don't like it when i've got too little of those i also don't like it when i've got too many of those but if i have too little of them i can get very low energy and it's not because i'm too tired it's because i've not got enough stimulus um so so I did turn up for that person at 11 and we had a great call and, um, you know, then I had lunch and then I've just, you know, basically done a few bits of work and then come and chat to you. So that's been my day. But um, what I was going to say is like, the thing is, I suppose what I said this morning is like that, that 
and why are you, we we have on the Discord we have a mental health rant section. Fantastic. Um, because I, that's what, when I put things up on Instagram now. There's, do you know what? Like, there's there's a reason that I don't always share the bad days on Instagram, and it's because, quite frankly, it's not that I don't want people to know. I don't mind people knowing. It's actually. There's a, sweet, there's, there's a sweet spot of how many people you have caring about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and there's the, if you have too little people caring about you, it's, a bit, it's an issue. But if you, if I put some things on Instagram, um, quite often I can get an overwhelming response to the point at which I'm like, I really now feel the responsibility to keep every single one of these people updated, yeah. which becomes a thing that then tires me out. Um, and it's like, it's, um, it's basically like if I have uh, the same is true about what I just said about work and appointments. If I have too little, then it's an issue. And I have, despite we're, going, we're back at talking Goldilocks about effect. Well, yeah, we're back at the Goldilocks effect. So with the Discord, I suppose I, I, the people that are in there, even though there are actually there are some full on randoms in there that I've never even met. Um, I don't know, <laughs> like they just got the link. Um, but there's, there are some people in there that I've never met or never had a conversation with. Um, but um but with the Discord, I suppose the way I see it is that that is that is my big that that's my community. The community is there, mm-hmm. and the community is the stream because those that, that they get. Why I say that, that well, I'm different on Twitch is you get. I will turn up on a shit ever map on a terrible day, you know, and I'll just express that, and I'll just and I'll be there, and we'll have appropriate vibes only. Oh, and it's, I love that thing. Oh, I love it. I'm, I can't wait to get a t-shirt with that. Oh, we need that merch. It, get it's it coming. Done. It's it's coming. It's coming. I need to get. Good. I need. To, it's we're mostly there. I just need to get one sample done for me, so we can test that it's all good, and then we're good to go. Good. Um, but but yeah, it's like I know that, and actually, I also know that. The same, it's the, the the streams a little bit like when I see my friends and I have, I mean, I have social anxiety, which people find really weird to believe about me because mm. sometimes I really do struggle to go and so, do social things. Um, I Sometimes I feel tremendously well, shy. That's, that's, that's part of the reason I like being a part of that community because I'm terribly shy. You <laughs> <laughs> won't believe it because I can talk, but it's that, it's that for me, it's that being seen by people. Yeah. And that's why I find the communities the online communities such, such a, a a bonus for me because you can dip in and dip out if you're in a social situation you're in a pub with someone you can't just suddenly sort of switch off can you it's a bit weird <laughs> well i also don't get that option in the stream <laughs> no it's like no, you i don't. can just i can't just dip out but um but i also know that like that the, the stream's an opportunity for me to is an opportunity for me to chat to people and actually and to and to even you know it, even use it for myself to a degree mm. uh, and there has been a couple of occasions now where i've just not been feeling it and i've cut it short and i don't have a problem with that um i don't know if that's something i'll still be able to do going long term but i think I've, from all the other streamers that i've spoken to especially the ones in the mental health space it's the same piece of advice that it is for for anyone who's working in mental health elsewhere it's like you've got to look after yourself you've got to look after yourself first I was going to say exactly the same thing that I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. And there's been, I think, two or three streams where I've just been like, you know, I can't. I've, I tried. One of them was, I'm not even counting this one. One of them was when I was on all the ridiculous amounts of painkillers after putting me back out. Oh, I remember that. Um, I, I, only tra- I only turned up then because, like, I don't know, I wanted to. I turned up because I wanted to and I thought, I'll see how long I can go with this, like leaning yeah. in the chair and all the rest of it. And I, I'm surprised I lasted about 90 minutes, but... Um, but yeah, there's been a couple of streams where I've just been, look, I'm having a rough time and I'm going to disappear. But even when that does happen, I'll, if there's people, if there's people still in towards the end of that stream, I'll get quite a lot of messages at that point. And it's like, oh, 
Like mm. I get this is one of those weird things. It's like, I, and I don't want to come across as ungrateful because I'm super grateful that those messages come through. But if um, when I like, but the last, almost the last thing I want is to when I'm struggling to have to explain myself to anybody. Yeah. Um, it's just okay. Assume that I'm struggling. Like I've just said I'm struggling. Assume that I'm struggling. <laughs> like, and that's one of those things that like um. I'll actually, I, because I've noticed that in me, if I see the same, if someone that I follow, like if Mounty, Mounty's not done this yet. He's actually, no, has he gone off? I think he's gone off. He might've gone off one stream of a little, little low mood. And I'll have just saying, sending one saying, look, you don't need to reply to this. Um, I, like I always like kind of lead in with that. It's like, you don't need to reply to this, but I just want you to know that I'm thinking of you and I'm yeah. here if you need me. I mean, you had a, you did have a, a you know, because the mental health rant board within Discord, it's one where it, it just says, you don't respond to it. You yeah. just write. And uh, I mean, I, you did write something on there and I thought I could respond to it. Um, <laughs> I could, I could big you up no end, but I'm not going to, I just, I just said, I hear you because yeah. I know that sometimes that's all I want. I want to say stuff. And I just want, it's not like I want to share it in particular. It's just, I, you know, cause I can journal it fine, but sometimes I just want someone to know someone's heard me and I, I don't know why yeah. but it is just there's something there and, and I, that's why I love that particular page it sounds awful yeah. no I know I know what you mean but that particular rant and I've, I've kind of done a lot of thinking about not particularly that rant but what led to that rant and the kind of things is what I'm trying for with the stream is I'm, I'm not just with the stream but with my content is I've been trying for um, inclusivity sorry I've, not exclusivity mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been trying for inclusivity within every single piece of content that I've ever done and it's one of those things that you said people say oh when you try and appeal to everyone you appeal to no one and it's like the people I can my who are I'm the most concerned about are the people who are struggling the most mm -hmm. however um and I would have been I would have very much fallen into this category when I was at my worst is that that person's also very very difficult to talk to or to have a conversation with or to help because that per a person in crisis can be quite hostile, can be quite mm -hmm. aggressive. Not, I say can be because not always. So if anyone hears this and thinks, no, I've been perfectly no, amicable. Not, re <laughs> not receptive, basically. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't, you've got so much going on that just like something else interfering is just too much. It's, it's a lack of, it's you tune out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because like people say, oh, what would you have wanted to say to yourself back then? Or what would you have someone wanted to say to you? And it's really hard to say because quite frankly, there was a, there's a different filter on when you're in that position. So I empathize 100% with a person that's in that position, but you can't, you can't, that the person that's in that position, you can't even often explain to them. That's where you're coming from. You can't explain to them. Okay. Here's what I can do for you right now. Um, that's actually not this i've had to have this conversation with someone in my inbox like the last uh, this, even literally this morning on it on facebook because they messaged at like three o'clock in the morning um on friday just saying i need help and um like by the time i got back to it i'm like what kind of help do you need it was a big basically because i'm i have you know i i do have everything that i do is booked in basically boundaries you've got to have yeah, boundaries exactly um yeah and if, and if people don't appreciate them then but that's I the whole thing yeah, i don't get but, it I know, but at the same time, it's like a person who's in crisis asking a person who's in crisis to appreciate boundaries. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a horrible catch 22 situation. 
Um, and it's also got down to one of those things that it comes down to the word should, what people think you should be able to do. Mm-hmm. And every single person that is in your stream or is listening to your podcast or is following your Instagram or whatever it might be, would have a slightly different version that should. You know, we can't agree on pretty much anything. We couldn't we wouldn't be able to go into a, um, you know, go into like a, a bar with a jukebox and pick a song that every single person in the room is going to be happy with. So it's. So when it comes to something even more complicated, like mental health care, it's like the level at which you've got to be able to do it um, is very, very difficult. It's very difficult to be fully inclusive because I don't, as same, I want people who come in and say, if they're feeling suicidal or if they're talking about self-harm, I want them to feel heard. I want them to feel valued. I want them to know that their problems are 100% valid and that they, you know, we, we are there for them as much to the level that we can be. Um, but the thing is, if I then try and go deep with a person that's going that way, what often happens, and this is why I said earlier in the face-to-face events, because when I used to do the face-to-face events, you wouldn't, if self-harm came up, I wouldn't have everyone else leave the room because they wouldn't be able to. You couldn't just go in the middle of someone else yeah. saying, um, you know, they would, if, if, if people would notice, whereas in an online forum, I can have someone come in, be suicidal. I could have had, you know, 25 people in there when that person came in talking about lots of different various aspects of mental health. But if I try and go completely deep with that one person and try and I think you were there for the stream that actually one of the streams I did this, I went 90 minutes with one person that just genuinely did not want to live and didn't really want to listen to everything I wanted to say and and had an answer for absolutely everything I said. And um, whilst I'm doing that, you know, it's like I'm, you know, the, the, I'm trying to focus on what he's doing. I'm seeing the viewer count go down, but also my phone's buzzing and I'm getting notifications come through on my watch of people direct messaging me saying that was too heavy. I had to leave. And I think there was about six people that night that sent me that one to one message. And it's like, again, when you try and serve everyone, you try and say you end up serving no one when you try and help everyone. And it's, you know, there's no it's there's no surprise that there is a stigma within mental health because we're all we're all in our own ways contributing to it i'm probably contributing to it in ways that i'm oblivious to whilst i'm trying to break it down in other areas um and it's just yeah it's that was why i think i was exhausted that time because this happened like towards the end of a stream on a sunday night um and it also happened that there's a friend of mine there's a friend of mine alan who we've mentioned on the stream a number of times he runs just man up um, and he's he's doing essentially what I do, but it, right. but his his entire stream is more based around having a bit of a laugh and probably more positive vibes only. Really, he's, right. he's not he's not positive vibes only at all. Good, good, but good. but um but like what had ha- what had happened for a few weeks is anyone that was too difficult in his stream, he sent them to me. <laughs> um, That's and quite tight, isn't it? Really. Well, he was honestly in again, it's like it's when you say to this person, like I have to say to that person who said at three o'clock in the morning that they need help. I'm like, if you need help imminently, here's some helpline numbers. Yeah. But people feel like you put you people honestly feel like you're pushing them to one side by saying that. I'm not pushing you to one side. It's like I'm a fishmonger and you've come in asking for beef. I'm telling you where you can find beef, yeah. you know, at this time of day. There's a there's a difference between mindset and psychiatry. <laughs> yeah, a big absolutely. Way. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I know, and what I've always said with boundaries with clients and stuff is like, look, I said, I'm, I'll say to them, I'm here for you between sessions. If you've got anything you need to brain dump and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never originally said, I'm not here 24 seven. And it was only after several things happened outside like that. I said, I had to say, you know what, I'm actually not here 24 seven, because if someone messages me at 3am, I sleep with my phone on do not disturb. I need yeah. my sleep. Um, you know, it's like, so someone messaged me at 3am, that's not getting seen until at the earliest eight, if I look at it while I'm in the gym, 
but I tend to now not even get on the social media stuff while I'm in the gym. I used to do it a lot, but what I find is that if I've now, if my attention then goes to someone that I need to help, my attention goes off the workout that I'm there for. Yeah, it, it disrupts yeah. your life. Yeah. <laughs> Probably your wife as well. She probably doesn't appreciate oh, it cannot, all the time. She cannot stand it. Oh, no. <laughs> so she's again, she's tremendously empathetic about it, but um, but she's the, the she's she's been through situations where where I've worked with people in crisis and um, and I've not been as solid with my boundaries as I could have been, mm-hmm. and it'll be like like you know when are you coming to bed. And I'll be like, when this person's no longer in crisis, <laughs> which is, oh, like, and it's, um, and that's the thing. It's like, even if you go to one of the helplines, they only, they, they only give you a certain amount of time. It's a person mm-hmm. that's being, it's a person that's kind of got supervision. It's also a person that's got someone to deload to straight afterwards. Um, but that's actually one thing that thankfully Papyrus, who I did my training with um, for suicide prevention, they actually do have a, they, their service can be used by any of their trained people right. to, to, to deload, even if I'm not in their main office. Yeah. So like I can I can phone one of the uh, the supervisors there and I have used that a couple of times this year. And it's one of those things that you start off feeling like, you know, everyone says, oh, well, you're not just wasting their time. And all of a sudden, well, no, because as a result of it. I know what happens when I don't look after those things. When I and that that was you you saw it in that mental health rant. That mental health rant said, "What the hell am I doing this streaming thing for? Mm. I, I think I'm going to quit." And then that was on the Sunday night, and on the Tuesday we probably had one of the best streams we ever had. And we'd all and, got t-shirts, wasn't it? It was like, oh, it's, it went <laughs> yeah. from went from went from I, I don't want to do this anymore to hey, let's have t-shirts. Which that's <laughs> it's that's very the bi- you. That's <laughs> yeah. the bipolar in me. That's the whole fact of like, right? Well, if I'm feeling crappy about the actual talky part of work, then I'm going to go and make t-shirts instead um and yeah and and again because i think have having that outlet that's one of the beautiful things about when why i do like to rant and why i do like to because a rant to me is not is not i'm ranting and i'm going to be miserable about this thing forever it is i need to get this out of me right now yeah cathartic um and yeah and that was what it was and and then we and then tuesday stream ended up being f- fantastic and mm. um, i think we've had another tuesday since then which was great the sunday streams have now moved to a saturday not for that not just for that reason one of the reasons being that i didn't want to stream at the same time as alan it's like <laughs> if he wants to send someone from his stream my way that's fine but they've got two days wait until he can they can get me on a tuesday but um but yeah it was it was it was tough and um, but i think it is a case of whenever you're trying to do something different and whenever you're trying to do something new and whenever you're trying to help people in a way that is not expected um the thing is the more you give the more people expect of you so the high the higher level you want to help people to you have to still be prepared if a person's always going to ask you for one more Mm -hmm. now if a person's offering very little and someone asks them for one more it doesn't seem like that big a stretch like if some, do you know what, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If someone's, if someone's saying, okay, like this, like if saying, oh, I'm a mental health advocate and all the rest of it. And, and, um, and what I offer is Instagram posts. And that person says, oh, well, do you offer one-to-ones? Like that might not feel like a, a huge stretch, but if I say, right, well, I offer, I am a mental health advocate that does that basically will do 10 hours worth of streaming every single week where I'm open to talking about mental health in a public forum. Plus I'll give every single pet, well, up to 365 people an hour of my time for free each year. Um, And you can have one of those calls. There was a person on that stream that basically asked me if they could have one of those calls. And I was like, yeah, I'll sort like send me a message on discord and I'll sort it out for you tomorrow. 
and basically they sent me a message like i finished the stream and they sent me a message at half 11 that night saying like can we sort out a time please and then by the time i was in the gym at eight o'clock the next morning i'd already had another message at 7 30 in the morning saying can we sort out a time please um, in fact, I'm not even sure it said please both times. I think oh, I'm giving no. the person I'm giving the person the benefit of the doubt here. And it's just like, and it's that's the whole thing. It's that's the whole thing. That was the exact moment that that message came uh, because I've got this person um, from the stream, and they've basically they've they've started now. Not I've tried through the stream to express what my boundaries are, and I've said I will do this um, you know when it's within this time frame, and so yeah. on and so forth. And um, and this person's not respecting the boundaries, and. <sighs> yeah it's um it's one of those things it's like that i'm like okay it's strange because i know it there's a thing i've put up about five weeks ago now i said like the thing about why people don't mind taking a piece of you is because they don't really they think they're just taking a piece of you when actually what every single person that takes a piece of you is doing is taking an additional piece of you like and now that where we are as the person giving all the pieces away you're very fragmented yeah exactly (laughs) but we know exactly how many people are asking us to do things they don't so when that person's asking we sit there and go oh, sometimes especially when when you're at that bit where you've got there's that whole analogy about having spoons left to give isn't there like when you've got like one spoon left to give and six people are asking for that spoon none of those six people know that first of all they don't know that the other five people exist that are asking at that exact same moment in time yeah and they also don't know that you've already given all the rest of your time up that week like yeah. someone, someone random person asked me to make a video for them the other day, like just a 20 second video. It's like, oh, it's just, it'll just take 20 seconds of your time. And I'm like, well, it's not going to take 20 seconds of my time because I want to know what I'm making the video for. And I yeah. want to know who you are. And I want to go and do my research on you. And I want to do all this. And then it was like, and then, and then when I kind of didn't get back to them immediately, it was like, can I have that video today? And I just, I just didn't even say no. I just ignored them because I'm practicing saying no. I've just not said it yet. I'm now yeah. things. <laughs> I remember um, you said on the stream, didn't you, that you, you know, you're, you're trying to wind it in a bit which i completely you know i can empathize with that because i just look at what you're doing and I just think so now you do that and and then that's why i've got in here with this podcast because i've been putting it off <laughs> procrastinating because i really i you know it's one of those things i just think i just really wanted to do it but every time i thought about it it's like no i can't do it i can't do it can't do it can't do it so you know i'm here today so i and thought i'd have to get it. in I can do it, yeah. I'm dead easy to talk to, aren't I? You're very, very easy to talk to. <laughs> In fact, this is the longest podcast I've ever done. What a surprise <laughs> because, if it's me. And do you know what? I'm, I'm not going to edit this. This is going to go out um, as is. I'm, yeah, obviously top and tail it, but it's going to go out as it is, which is the first one I've actually done completely like that because you are so easy to talk to. And Amazing. because, you know, just just because you're you. Um, <laughs> um, I sounds like some sort of weird groupie, but really I'm not. Um, so... I know you've got some things coming up. You've got the mental health marathon that you're doing in February. Quickly, yes. tell me what that's all about. The, oh, God. Um, the mental health marathon, which I really need to do more planning for. Um, the mental health marathon was originally supposed to be a, a live event. Um, 26.2 hours of mental health conversation is the headline. Um, and the idea being is that within, within even for the mental health charities like Mind and um, Calm and all that stuff, they, um, they always have physical endurance events as their fundraisers yeah. it's always like run a marathon you know i told or run an ultra marathon or you know my friend fergus who's about to go up and down ben nevis 32 times in 11 days and that's and uh, this is another point i've got to make god you just make me make so many points <laughs> when people do that sort of thing at that that physical thing you've got that photograph you've got that snapshot at the end with your mm-hmm. medal yeah you won't have that with your no. mental health marathon but you will have done something totally amazing and mm-hmm. i love that 
Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pave the way. This isn't, this isn't basically for me getting all the bloody glory about this. I'm just trying to be, and someone else may have already done this and maybe want to slap me for saying it, but I'm trying to make normalize the idea of a, a mental endurance event. Don't get me wrong. I've done physical endurance events. So I know that there is a mental endurance um, capacity to that. I've done, you know, a 12 night over 12 hour overnight run of doing 42 miles. That was pretty mentally endurance. Uh, I've done three marathons this year. um, One of which I didn't tell anybody about, which was, that was, that was the big one for me because I'm a little bit of a show off. So it's dead easy when other people know about it, when I'm doing things in the secret, not so easy. So I did that one just for me um, earlier in the year. But I got frustrated by the fact that people always just do physical things. And the other thing I got frustrated by was we'd go into schools and we'd say, right, what are the first things you think of when you think of physical health? And people would say like, oh, you know, strength or fitness or sport. Mm. You know, you'd say, who do you think of when you think of physical health? And people would be like, oh, well, you know, you think of Mo Farah, you think of The Rock, you think of, you know, who you think of like whoever, you know, basically always footballers came up a lot. Um, so you thought people would always think about like you know what we see as good physical health right we think Mm. of the pinnacle of physical health but if you say to people what do you think of when you think of mental health think of people say oh anxiety depression stress um you know and then you say who do you think of when you think of mental health the list is usually people who've taken their own lives it's usually people like chester bennington or robin williams or Mm. you know it's usually it's usually like maybe someone might say the rock again because he's talked openly about depression recently um but generally speaking it's 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 people who have really struggled if you say who do you think about you know when and you, you you don't think of people you don't think well like Gandhi, he had great mental health, you know, so you don't think of Buddha, you don't think of, no. uh, you don't think of Einstein, you know, because intelligence is like, intelligence is like a fitness test of mental health, really, mm-hmm. maybe. And it's like, so you don't think of the most intelligent people in the world, or you don't think of people who can hold a conversation for 26.2 hours, which by the way, I've still not proven is possible yet, but. I can't so no, wait to see the last bit. I just. Uh, <laughs> I no, just... the last bit's going to be, the last bit will be easy. Trust you reckon, me. You I reckon? Think, uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll, let's, we'll put a sweepstake on it. I'll, actually, that's a good idea. We'll put a sweepstake on it. Which hour is Dave going to be the most zonked out yeah. on? Someone, someone will get unlucky and get stuck with hour number one, and they'll be actually they could be right. You know, I might not have warmed up by then. <laughs> but this is the thing. And when you said at the very t- top of this interview about like how do I do so much, it's like I'm, that's when I've got stuff on, I'm good. Like I mm. get, I go into, I, my, I lean into my mania a little bit that powers me through. And it's like me and Sam Tyra have done talks where we've done like loads of talks back to back. And I'll be exhausted in the car in between them when he's driving, he'll drive us about, I say we do talks, he introduces me and lets me talk. <laughs> That's yep. kind of, it. And, um, and I'll be like, he'll be asking me questions in the car on the way there. And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> like, I can't even talk. But then the second I'm in front of that next group. Switch it on. Yeah, it goes on. So this is what the, the mental health marathon is. It was supposed to be a physical event, physically, it might be possible by by february but it's the february the 26th so 26.2 mm-hmm. marathon mileage um and that so that date's been set since november last year um because i came up with it while i was out in peru last year and um basically yeah the idea is 26 different conversations so i'm having a different guest on every hour for 26 hours each guest is going to be on to 45 minutes to 50 minutes it's because i need to do things like go to the toilet Mm. maybe even have a shower in the middle of it so (laughs) i I was told by someone who's done a 24-hour radio show um that clean clean fresh socks regularly is a good idea but 
but the thing is with radio shows you put music, you put music on. on i've seen i've seen it I've, i know somebody who did one and i was there with them for a part of it and they just put just just put a song on and i'll just pop upstairs just yeah. mix the tracks together <laughs> yeah exactly okay. the unedited the, un, the unedited version of i would do anything for love yeah <laughs> it's like 12 minutes long hotel california full oh, version or the, the full version of brian adams everything i do i do it for you you know with, yeah. a bit, with the piano bit at the end yeah yeah exactly right. yeah those those will do um but exactly so that's the whole thing um so I'm hoping by February set like that we can, the idea is to move it out of this office and move it into the lounge mm. downstairs um, because we've got two couches in there. The idea is to hopefully have a second webcam by then and have other people physically here. So Alan's mm. talking about coming over from Ireland, Mountie be coming up from Birmingham. Uh, but most people, the, the the original plan will be whoever I plan for it will be, we'll be, we'll be planning to do it by webcam if they can yeah. get here even better. Um, and because I'd, I'd love to have whoever's here for the last hour here for the yeah, last hour. Yeah, just to poke you. Although, <laughs> although I'd want to, boot, I'd want to boot them out the door the yeah, second it's finished. I'll be like, Alona, deal with this yeah. person. Um, but yeah, so it's a Friday into a Saturday. Um, so the Friday, the twenty sixth of February. I haven't set the exact times yet, but I think I'm going to do six pm Friday to eight pm Sunday to eight pm Saturday, because I want to finish at a peak time. Yeah. Um, the finish is important because, the, as you say, the finish is my medal. It's like the the, yeah. the, the end of it's my medal. I want that to be a peak time um, on the Saturday. Because originally, because everyone who said, if you're doing a long stream, do it as soon as you wake up, because then you're only awake for 24 yeah. hours. You're not awake for 36. But um, I think I'm just going to nap on the Friday, hopefully. But that's the idea. 26 conversations about mental health. We're talking about mental health we're raising money. I, I, I will be raising money for Mind and for someone local, possibly Sean's Place again. I think we're probably going to do Sean's Place again. Okay. But I want to do one national charity, one local charity. Mm -hmm. um, and um, that the idea being is that, yeah, we just basically get as many people chatting about mental health as possible. Um, and yeah, just basically make it so that conversations about mental health are as worth celebrating as someone climbing a mountain or running a marathon or yeah. doing anything else that takes a lot of work like again what people the other thing for the last you know we talked about life a day briefly life a day has been an endurance event yeah you know it's been it's been one project that has now been is over a thousand hours in and it's like um it's been an endurance event and keeping it going and keeping it keeping people coming through the door for it even though you'd think you'd think it'd be overrun I really, think, I don't exactly. understand that at all, but that's what I meant about marketing. Like I was, I was overrun for about six weeks after I went on Ben's podcast because his 25,000 strong mm -hmm. audience. I'm not jealous. Won. And I'm, I'm not jealous at all. No, Much. <laughs> no. not at all. I'm not bitter, um, but <laughs> people, um, you've got so much stuff going on. Where can people find all about you? Because <laughs> I say to like, rather than thinking about where I'd rather people find me, I'd, I'd rather people find me where they're happiest. And so I'm on everything, as you said, but I'm, I'm mindset by Dave on everything. Right. So the, the order of things I would say is that Facebook and Instagram get pretty much the exact same post. Um, so Facebook, basically facebook.com or instagram.com slash mindset by Dave. Yep. Um, Twitter. I do use, but really sparingly. But if you prefer to interact with people on there, I will interact with you on there. Uh, Twitch is my ideal, if I had to go with it, which is twitch.tv slash mindset by Dave. Um, and then youtube.com slash mindset by Dave. So everything's just mindset by Dave. Um, makes it quite easy. And mm -hmm. it's also much easier to spell than my actual surname, which originally- Oh yeah, brand, I didn't the, know that. 
the brand was Dave Cottrell Mindset Coach at one point because I, because I was like, I'm doing a personal brand. I want my name to be out there. Nice. And then you only realize that your surname can be spelt 46 different ways. Yeah. Uh, I get, well, I get, I've got a, not a particularly common surname and I get oh, all sorts of weird things. Gibbons. <laughs> Gibbons. No, yeah. I'm not Gibbons. No. But there you go. <laughs> it's just the way it is. But yeah, I'm, I can totally appreciate it with Cottrell. Yeah. With a Q. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think I think I think Kim Catterall had a lot to do with it, because and, and and that's why most people pronounce it Cottrell, and I hate I hate it's quite posh. Dave uh, Cottrell. Well, it's quite American. American. Yeah. It's like what what who are you looking for? Cottrell. Who? Cottrell. Oh, you mean Cottrell? It's like no, I mean Cottrell. Cottrell. It's like yeah. don't tell me how to say my own surname. <laughs> it's like fine, I will I will never buy tuna or on a Tuesday from you. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, thank you for everything you've done. Thanks for coming and doing this. Maybe, maybe somebody will listen to it. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure that your the stories of your uh, of your, of your listenership that you tell me are not are, are, I, you know, I, utterly fabricated. Mm, Some of the listeners, it. let her know. Tell her, tell her how much <laughs> you love it. Hit follow. Hit follow. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit no. sporadic with these things. It's not um, it's not a regular thing. It's basically for me, it's when I'm feeling up to doing it, which I'm not always. I'll be honest, and you know, it's no secret that my mental health is not always a tip-top condition. Um, and I just want, you know, the the reason for doing this, I want people to realise that they're appreciated. I want people to tell everybody else what they've done. You know, how they can inspire people, what they've improved, and the impact that they that it's having on their life, other people's lives, or whatever. And that that's my thing and honesty mm. honesty honesty authenticity and realism keep it real all that stuff um that's my thing so that's why you should follow me maybe yeah that, not maybe this is definitely why you should follow this yeah. podcast make me feel really good good yeah that's really sad actually no that's <laughs> external validation let's not go down that route um so. you know what though there's there's nothing wrong with wanting your stuff to be successful and that's the thing especially in mental health it's like you're not people are again go about this argument of whether it's putting it out for the people or putting it out for yourself creativity is always both it always mm. has been both mm. it's more it's always been more important for the artist to be happy with the work that they're putting out themselves however the the people's perception and how well it's received dictates whether that artists get hired to do another album or get hired yeah. another gallery or whatever they're actually putting their art out there for so you do it is even though we're both doing these things for free they are still there's still a business element to them well and, it's um, for you i'm just doing it because i like doing it. it makes me i enjoy this i really really enjoy it but you don't just put these ideas out there because you want to talk your ideas to a microphone. Otherwise you do that and you wouldn't post them. So you post mm. them because you want other people to hear them. And that's, yeah, there's absolutely, I there's, I don't understand why people feel guilty about that. Like I always said, you know, like I want mine to be massive. I genuinely do. I want mm. it to be massive, but people are like, Oh, what, what does it matter? Cause you went into it with saying, Oh, if you can just help one person, that'll be enough. And it's just like, it's weird how we've in certain departments or certain ideas that people have a problem like you know no one no one would be upset with nike for them to say we want this next um these next trainers to like to fail so yeah exactly no one would, no one would be bothered if nike turned around and said oh we want these trainers on like every person in no. a in a 500 mile radius of our factory yeah. or whatever everyone's like yeah cool that's what you're doing that's what you're supposed to do that mm. like so yeah i'd um I'm totally on board with the whole fact that we need to a do these things for ourselves, but also for the people that we're putting them out there for. Trying to communicate with. Exactly. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for everything you do. You know, I really appreciate you. I love the community. 
I love the Twitch stream. People just need to get on board with it and join in <laughs> and it'll all be just grand. Because, yeah, it is getting <laughs> there. And we all feel very empowered by it because, you know, we all can have a little chat on Discord and it's just great. So thank you so much for organizing all those things. And I'm really looking Thanks. forward to the T-shirt as well. Okay. So it's... Okay. And I'll definitely get onto it quicker. Good. <laughs> so um, just one thing I need to say to you, appropriate vibes only. Appropriate vibes only, always. I'm not sure how we managed to wrap it up in such a short space of time. Listening to it back, there's one thing that I did want to talk about a lot more. Dave did briefly mention it, and that's his video, which is called You Are Enough. You can find it on YouTube. If you subscribe to Dave's channel, it's there within the mental health section. And it's a video of a poem that he wrote. Um, the sentiment behind it is absolutely lovely. The words are amazing, and they are one of the only things that actually touches me. Every time I see that video, it makes me feel quite emotional and I'm not the sort of person that admits that. So I thoroughly recommend it. I'll put all of the links to Dave's social media in the podcast notes. Please, please follow him. He has some amazingly insightful content and you'll learn so much about improving your mindset. I want to do more of these podcasts because I love finding out about what drives people to do what they do, whatever that happens to be. I think it could be that I'm just nosy. But I do think it's important to hear how people have overcome obstacles rather than just hear the good bits and see the showreels. I'm not saying it's not great to see people's achievements or accomplishments, but I do think there's so much more to be learned through the process. So something that I've been thinking about, something that's been going through my mind is don't just show me how good you are, show me how you've got there. That's one of my new mantras and I'm hoping through this podcast I'll be able to push that one a little bit further. So if you can demonstrate that and you want to share your experience, potentially helping other people, then do get in touch. You can get hold of me through Instagram, where I frequently don't show how good I am because I like to be honest and authentic. And uh, like I said to Dave, sometimes I just need to clarify how I'm feeling about something and get things off my chest. I do try not to rant too much, but I do put some pretty random stuff out there at times. So on Instagram, I'm almond.triangle. And if you're not on Instagram, you can get hold of me by email, which is almondtriangle at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I'm sending you lots of kind wishes and most of all, appropriate vibes. Appropriate vibes.